0: What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Day podcast. And uh, it is Friday, so I'm excited because I'm going to go to happy hour today. And um, we have a pop up podcast. We always do these, as you know. And uh, today we're talking about spending time on, or basically wasting time on, non money making activities. And we're joined by somebody that knows quite a bit about this. And, you know, like one of the biggest questions I get a lot is, like, Hey Mike, real estate marketing dude, should we do our own video editing? And I'm like, hell no, you should not do your own video editing because that is not a money-making activity and you'll spend more time trying to figure this shit out than it's ever worth. So that's the topic of today. If you guys find yourself struggling and you're doing a bunch of stuff that isn't really making you any more money, you probably want to tune in. So we are joined today by CEO of a virtual assistant company. We hear a lot of these different types of companies. So I want to dig down you know, a little bit further beneath the hood and sort of see what's going on, what kind of tasks should really a virtual assistant be responsible for, what should be outsourced, what shouldn't, be, because I know it's quite a hot topic that we have today. So I want to go ahead and bring on our guest for today. Please go ahead and introduce yourself, man. We're, we're joined by my out CEO, Mr. Ramsey. What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, Mike, I'm happy to be here. Uh, it's funny because Dollar Productive Activities, that's the name of the game, man. In the yep. real estate world, like that's it. That's the only thing that matters.
0: Totally. 100%. Please go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about who you are, and uh, we're going to get right on this interview.
1: Yeah, sure, man. Uh, so 12 years ago, I started a company called My OutDesk. And what's cool about My OutDesk is we've served over 5,000 real estate professionals in the US and Canada, and we've helped them either grow their business, save a lot of money, or just... Basically, save a lot of time. I mean, that's the basics of it. We're blessed to have served five of the top 10 teams across the country. So, you know, and we've actually in our past served eight of them. So, like, every single major real estate company, you know, hires us. We've been hired by Zillow, we've been hired by KW, by RealG. I mean, everybody in the real estate game has used our virtual assistants to get stuff done. We're right now working on some stuff with a really big lender. Um, and here's the thing. We just like helping real estate people grow. I mean, bottom line, that's what we love to do. So what I want to get into today is sort of like,
0: honestly, and I find myself in the weeds all the time and folks, if you're on your treadmill right now, pay too close attention. Quite often we're like, yeah, I could do that on my own or, and I do it all the time. I'm guilty. I'm like, ah, I'm not going to pay a hundred bucks for that. But then I sit there and I find myself freaking three hours later. I'll give you an example just this week. So I'm working with this website company, fucking worst guy ever. I'm not gonna call the name out, but it's horrible. Take three <laughs> weeks to build a fucking landing page. And I'm like, what the hell is this, right? And I'm like, fine, I'm just gonna do it. I could design guys, but I'm not a designer, okay? And then I get back there, I start doing it. And I'm just like, what did I just do? I should just let them go another week and get it done because I don't have the time for this. <laughs> I, I realized, Mike, that is not a money-making activity. You do right. not have to be designing websites, right? So you've got to have a lot of stats on this. I'm, I know if you have a stat on this how much time is wasted by the average real estate professional on uh, non money making activities
1: yeah actually we have good stats cuz that, like that's our world right so the nar the national association of realtors they they basically say that every real estate transaction takes about 45 hours to close from right. like start to finish right and when you look at it the only thing that actually a licensed person needs to do is like negotiate the listing right negotiate price and negotiate maybe like any of the like repairs or any of that kind of stuff. But man, from prospecting all the way to helping the buyers or sellers like find another property, along with like all of the paperwork, right? Yeah. So the reality is when you break it down, about five to 10 hours of time should be had by a licensed person. And that means, you know, there's 35 hours in one transaction that should yeah. be leveraged away, you know? Totally.
0: I think again, though, but half of the reason is that we, we get in our own ways, you know, and uh, like I said, guys, I'm just as guilty as all of us are. And, you know, since I moved out to San Diego, of so my business partners have really uh, opened my eyes to quite a bit. And one of those things is this, you know, like, where's your time best spent? And they've started to sort of remove me from things I don't necessarily need to be doing. And production has gone up. Efficiency has gone up. we have more sales, like everything is working. And sometimes we just need to, I think, just sort of slap ourselves in the face, get your ego aside. And yes, someone can do it just as good as you can.
1: There's a mindset I want to just address right now. Like actually, as the entrepreneur, like I can do it all. Like the reality is I can do it all, but it's not the highest and best use. In real estate, we have like if you have a corner property and it's in the downtown area, like you want to put retail on that and apartments and like make it as tall as possible because that's the highest and best use But in real estate, we're, we're a bunch of crazy guys. We, we think we need to do it all. Like nobody's going to do it as good as me. No, that's not at all the case. I remember I had that big slap in the face when I hired my first assistant, like my first assistant who was a virtual assistant, she was like so detail oriented. And she's like, well, Daniel, did you know this? And I was like, I didn't know that. And then she's like, what about this and this and this? And I was like, damn, okay, I won't do that. You know, like she was more on the transaction because it's her only focus. Whereas I'm showing properties, getting a list in, you know, making a marketing thing. And then I have a dinner with my girl and, you know, I got to work out sometime. All her focus was on is helping me close the deal. So you
0: get to work out, dude. You're using your uh, own virtual systems. I wish I could work out.
1: Well, that's (laughs) the point, you know, at the beginning we talked about time if you're listening right now and nothing I say in this whole podcast really matters, but this one statement, like you can't buy more of it. You can't trade it. When you're out, you do anything to get more you know we always as real estate people we you're answering our phone on vacation we're with our kids and we take the call and our daughter or son that we haven't seen you know in two days is like daddy you know could you put your phone down like right I mean that's the reality of our world and so you know have you ever read the book uh the one thing oh yeah Rick Keller I, I think that's a
0: great recommendation I mean if you guys are looking like be good at one thing. Like I read that book. It was really eye opening, and I learned a lot from it. So let's, let's get into it. I want to, let's just get right to the meat and potatoes. I want to go. So you guys have our point. Time is
1: money, especially in our business. We only have so much time in the day. No, uh, no, no, no. Time is so much more important than money. True. Like, true. like time is money is the old paradigm. And I, and in our world, if you focus on the real estate transaction, getting new clients, that's the only thing you can do as a real estate broker, you know, but time, it's the thing, you know, focused on the most important work, the work that only you can do because you're the entrepreneur. And that's the shift that if you're listening to this thing, I mean, maybe you'll make. Yep. Well, I think it was uh Dave Ramsey book uh, that I read. I'm sure you've read that quite a bit. Uh, okay.
0: <laughs> can you give me a signed, when I looked at the podcast lineup today, I'm like, I got Dave Ramsey on this show.
1: So- no, no. Daniel Ramsey, Daniel yeah, I Ramsey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think it's uh it's true. Let's get into some things. Like let's start on, cause there's a lot of moving parts in the business, right? right. So there's a uh, right, right. customer acquisition, like there's so many different tedious things. Um, right. let's, let's start on the prospect unit on some like money-making activities versus non-money-making activities. I like to provide our listeners in some context. Maybe we could do this as like sort of a game. Like you are wasting time on a non-money-making activity if, and I want you to fill in the blank. (laughs) Um,
1: I love that. If you're on Facebook, if you're not talking to a client, if you're not negotiating a deal, if you're not prospecting to get more deals. I mean, I hear, you know, what's interesting is our world, you know, is shifting right now as a real estate like industry right oh. Zillow iBuyer offerpad like all these companies well they're coming in and they're eating our they're they're basically eating our lunch right yep. because as an industry we've gotten lazy we're not really serving our clients and the reality is like I don't want to pay some third party to help me find clients i think that's the most important work and i think you know focus on like Dollar productive activities as an industry and hiring a virtual assistant to double the amount of prospecting that your company does, like that's a money move.
0: 100%. Yeah. And it's honestly, I used to look at it. Like, is it if you hire somebody, whether it's a virtual assistant or a full all out admin? That person needs to make you more money than if they weren't there. And as long as that pencils out, you guys are in the green, but that's honestly the way you got to look at it. I'll be honest. I'm a shitty business person. I'm a creative. I'm the, I'm a driver. I'm like, I'm not the guy that actually analyzes numbers. I say, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I'm going to be the first one in line, but I'll be the last one to tell someone what to cut on a budget. Trust me. So Super, duper important. Now let's go through some things. I want to name some things I think I see a lot of agents waste time on. I think that'll make a good show if we just start going through different things that are a waste of time versus things that are not a waste of time. And I think you're right. Time is going to be more prevalent than ever because the only thing between you guys and these buyers and these flat fees is a relationship. And if you don't maintain those, you're SOL. I guarantee you guys, I think what's coming on in the industry, I'd like to get your take on this. But what I think is going to happen is I think that there's going to be a wipeout of real estate agents within the next five to 10 years, if not sooner, probably way sooner than that. But I think there's an opportunity for the better because the difference you guys about, we were talking about this with Howard and Lopo and all these top guys a few weeks ago. And the difference between this shift, you guys, and every other one, it just feels different. There wasn't iBuyers before. There wasn't flat fee brokerages before. There wasn't so many alternatives to sell or buy. Uh, There wasn't rebate companies. So I think it's safe to say that these alternatives are going to maintain about a 30% share. But on the flip side, I think that they're also going to wipe out a lot of the part-timers and all of that. Let's face it, the industry needs a cleaning. The only reason these guys are able to succeed and drive is simply because the people think we're not worth the money that we used to be.
1: Yep. You're spot on, dude. I was at the park last Saturday or Sunday, and I meet this friend's parents, and they're selling their house in Northern California, and they moved to Sacramento, California, which is where our office is. And they're like, and we sold our house on Zillow. And they know I'm a real estate broker. They know I'm like passionate about this industry, but they were like proud of themselves, right? And so I just started kind of staying in curiosity. I was like, so why'd you do it? What'd you have? Blah, blah, blah. She goes like, well, you know, 6% is a lot of money. I mean, and so that's the reality. So I think you're spot on, like the relationship, but I also think there's an opportunity for services to be a big deal.
0: 100%. I think it's going to go to a split. I think ever folks freaking write this down. I think if I'm you, I'm not selling anymore. So I don't care what you guys do, but I'm telling you, start coming up with an optional plan. You're going to have to offer a flat fee as an option. And what will happen is draw them in with the flat fee, upsell your full commission. But you're going to have to have these alternatives as well. You're going to have to have an iBuyer in your local market, or you're going to have to work with one of them because we have to match what our competition is. Can you imagine, let's just pick any, let's do Coke and Pepsi, right? right? You ever see them sort of go back and forth and one does one, the other guy comes up and they try to one up each other. It's because you've got to constantly be upping the game. It's no different. If you sit here and you sit idle, I'm sorry, you're SOL and you will be out of business.
1: Well, and here's the point, and you have us on this podcast today to basically help people understand they've got to change what they're doing every day and refocus and reinvent themselves. And you just can't double the amount of work. You know, If you're already working 50, 60 hours a week, then how are you going to do that if you don't take some stuff off your plate? And that's that's the reality of it.
0: So let's chat about this, the rise of teams. It has gotten more expensive to operate as an individual agent. Yep. Right? For a couple of reasons. Mainly, I think consumers expect more. And if you guys recall, I remember five years ago, we weren't expected to do a video for a listing. Now, if you're not doing a video on a listing, I'm like, dude, you're a waste of money. Right. It's almost like expected. We didn't have to have like call action type sign on our listings or direct response, or we didn't have to have all this stuff that sellers have come to expect. All of those things, you guys... Cost money, and I'm guessing that's probably like why a company like yours provides an affordable option to come in without hiring a full-time, you know, salaried individual is probably why this is taking off. It makes sense because that's what's happening from the macro perspective. But I guess the the question is: is on these different non money making activities, there's also different services we have to provide. And I think that's where someone like you guys come in. You got to boost that ad, right? You got to actually write copy. You got to actually show the house. You have to promote the house. If your listing marketing right. plan is just sitting on the MLS, waiting for a fucking buyer to come on through, sorry, dude, you are no better than a flat fee brokerage. And if I'm a seller, I'm going that route. Right. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, you made a great point. Last year, we added up all of our clients, what they reported to us that we saved them. And, and actually, it's crazy. I mean, last year, we saved our clients over $55 million. When you compare like hiring locally, you know, for like an admin or a marketing person or a prospector. Right. So we just we just actually asked our clients said, Hey, how much would it cost for you to hire somebody in your local market? And dude, it's like $55 million. Most of our clients, like some of my favorite clients, they're doing some really cool stuff with marketing and admin stuff. So like I was just in Arizona yesterday and I'm hanging out with a real estate broker. He's a dear friend of mine. And then he's a multi-million dollar real estate guy. Like he's making lots of money, right? He has three offices, Remax brand, all that. But he's hyper-focused right now on his database because he's served like 10,000 people. He's been in the business forever. And they were in like an old system and they were all scattered all over the place. So he hired us to help him put it all in a brand new awesome CRM so that he could tag all of his different clients and where they came from because there's so much money. 70% of the 5 million transactions done every single year are from your sphere of influence and your database.
0: Thank you very much. Finally, someone comes out and speaks the truth, but I have something else. Let's let's play devil's advocate. But in all the groups, we spend 99% of our time talking about funnels, Facebook retargeting, and we're less than 1% to 2% of the deals actually close from. Makes no sense. Yeah. Just that's blow your all, head That's called a non-money-making activity. Don't get me wrong, guys. If you're great at marketing and you know how to really turn and burn these things, by all means, go to it. But the truth is that
1: 99.9% of you are not. Well, and here's the other piece. It's 5.34 million real estate transactions last year, Right how many leads were sold well over a hundred million five million real estate transactions over a oh. oh, i never even noticed that that's a really really interesting set so sold leads so everybody on this call if you start thinking about like what's my important work what should i be doing like you have to buy leads like right that's just part of it or you have to earn leads my preference though you know, ask yourself, how much money am I spending on my existing previous clients and, and what they're up to? And then start thinking, well, if I'm only spending, you know, a thousand bucks on my existing clients and I'm spending 10,000 a month on new leads, you got to yeah. flip-flop that.
0: Yes. And not, not to get off topic, but I love the way you're going because you're playing right into our product and service. <laughs> I'll do a shameless plug. It is my podcast, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the SOI is one of those things, but let's talk about that. It's very tedious, right? SOI, you got to put together a database. We put together databases for agents all the time. And, uh, that's awesome. You guys do it. I might have to call you guys up for that. Not it's
1: We do it like, look, if you already have an existing database, we'll go in and get you an admin and have them like, like for this guy, he needed to add addresses into email addresses and kind of line everything up. He already had all the information, right? But you know, when you think about what's my highest and best use, it's not that, right? It's loving on your top 100 clients who have referred you business and are giving you, you know, actual revenue. And it's not getting the address for the last buyer you helped in. Yeah. But how important uh, is that task?
0: Exactly. You're right on. Compiling your database is probably the most profitable, but at the same time, most miserable thing you guys will ever do. Right. But It has to be done because if you don't, you're fighting for, that what the five percent of the business with ninety percent of the agents, right? <laughs> so it's like,
1: dude, everybody's buying these leads, and the quality of the leads are so low. And no matter what, Zillow and Realtor and all these other third parties, like, I want you to listen. Like, I don't like hitchhiking my business on somebody else's business model. And if you're an agent listening right now, dude. when you yep. buy leads from Sorry, somebody, you're hitchhiking. You're hitchhiking a hundred percent on somebody else's thing, and like, I just wouldn't do that. I'd build my own team. I'd build my own prospector. I'd build my own admin team. I'd make sure my systems were tight. Everything that I was on was like giving love to my existing clients. And you can't do that and all the other stuff in a real estate transaction and not burn out. I love that analogy. Like If you're just buying leads and you're just going out and
0: buying leads, you're a salesperson. If you're actually playing the long game, you're a business person. Um, right. My guess is that salespeople don't hire. My out desk business people, entrepreneurial people do, and uh, you know, that's what we are. So, let's get into it. If you were to give me like a top five, what are the most outsourced activities? You know, more than anybody, let's walk through it. Like, what things should agents outsource? What things should agents? Not outsource, and uh, just yeah. to give everybody a little bit more context.
1: Yeah, it's good. Um, here's the challenge. I wanna, I wanna help everybody that's listening and that tunes in. And I love what you guys do, and and I'm super excited to be here. And if you're listening right now, where I would start is like, what am I spending my time on? And if it's not talking to clients. Or negotiating deals or being with your you know top 100 previous clients who refer you business you have to call us because you're doing the wrong stuff it's the wrong activities right and you know my world is hundred percent like the paperwork is it represents 30 hours of a 45 hour transaction that is the first and simple thing if you're on mls and you're putting a listing in Or if you're creating flyers, or if you're doing the transaction coordination, like 100%. If it's on, like we're on a camera right now, we're on a computer screen. If it's on a computer screen, if it's on a camera, like, well, camera is different. Like you should be the face of your business, right? But if you're doing it in a system, you should hire us to do that and stop doing all that craziness.
0: Pretty simple. Yeah, you (laughs) laid out really, really simple. Makes sense. I don't know if I have any more follow-up questions after that
1: well, here's why, right? How many licensed people are there in the in the country? It's like a million It's actually oh, almost so, two million is it? almost yeah, so there's one point seven realtors and then two million licensed people in total. Only fifty thousand of them will do twenty five transactions or more That's insane so this year, if you're listening, the question is, am I one of the fifty thousand that are doing twenty five? The question you have to ask yourself is, Mike, what do you need to do to double your business? What do I need to stop doing right now so that I can go after more listings and grow my revenue?
0: What do you think, number one? What's the hardest thing for an agent to let go of on their own because it's our ego, we're getting our own way, and then outsourcing, and then that profit, and then give me a couple of uh you, I'm yeah. sure you say stories all the time.
1: You know what? Actually, the hardest thing. Okay, because so check it out. If you're listening right now, this is probably a write it down because you won't remember it. Thing, owners allocate capital. Mike, you and I, when we're when we're sitting in the owners box, we decide where to spend our money and how much of it. That's allocate capital, right? Yep. Leaders create strategy and make bets. Like I'm I'm out there and I I bet that you know doing these activities are going to lead to revenue, right? managers create systems and process. I had Steve Murray on our show maybe a month or two ago and he's done 736 transactions where he sold a real estate practice of some sort. And what's crazy about this is he hyper-focused on systems and process being the most important thing in building value for a real estate practice, right? Well, guess what? As a real estate agent and a broker, like I hate that stuff. Like, I don't want to do paperwork. I don't want to build a system. I don't want to put something into a process. I just want to talk to people, you know? But it's what's required to hire somebody. And that's where people always fall down. Is like, I don't want to, you know, write out 180 steps it takes to close a transaction and explain that to somebody. That's very tedious work. It sounds
0: like, though, we could just sort of sit back, you know, clear off your calendar for an afternoon. Maybe it's a Saturday and the kids are gone or whatever. And get out a white piece of paper and list out like your weekly activities. Sit there and look at them and just be like, all right, do I really need to be doing this? Do I really need to be doing that? Do I really need to be doing this? Should I be doing that? And I think you guys would be really amazed at what you'll find out. It's so important, you guys, to not be working so much in your business as much as you're working on it. But what you just said is very similar. One of my favorite shows is The Profit with Marcus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if you guys watch that show, what he always talks about is people process product right right well, in our business you are the people you're also the product as well because we're service-based especially now and it's the process you're right that separates you from Joe Schmoe or your nearest competitor or the top agent in your market it's what separates you from the iBuyers or the Zillows or um, now Zome and uh, what is a uh, knock there's another one I mean they're popping out of the woodworks and they're coming after you guys and you can fight back with that. And it's really through service. Through service requires you to do more activities than a traditional agent. And that could be a list of services for your listing presentation. It could be a list of services for your buying presentation or your buyer service, but it's a system and it's repeated. Here's one of the things I hate. I'll tell you a good story. I hate when real estate agents pull back or hold back some of their marketing because it's a lower sales price. And I want to share with you guys a true story on that and why you should never do that. And and what I'm getting at, guys, is that, you know, oh, this is only a $50,000 house. I'm not going to get the video or I'm going to take pictures on my cell phone first, right? Well, let me ask you this. Would you, if you walked into a restaurant and the server said, well, because you're only getting coffee, I'm going to make you sit at the bar versus get a table. You're going to be like, fuck off. It's the same thing you're doing. And I want to share this story with you because no matter what, you should always provide the same level of service for each and every client. So five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago, I don't remember when, we took out a $12,000 short sale on the South side of Chicago in the middle of the hood. All right. We're talking about a place with squatters and all of that stuff. So we lost money on the deal, needless to say, but didn't mean we didn't provide the same level of service. We did virtual tour, did pictures, video, and all of that. It's that level of service that would never discriminate on the purchase price or whoever we're working with. We provide the same product, which requires a lot of moving parts. It requires someone to do the ads. It requires to do someone like like this, right? And what ended up happening is because we took that thing on, what we did was uh, we received about 1.2, 1.3 million of referrals from that very client within a three-month period following closing. Now, if I was not running a business. And I was trying to cut corners and not doing this task or not doing that task. I guarantee you, I don't get those listings.
1: Right. 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 Here's the other piece about that. Like listings, this is an old Howard Britton and, 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 you know, I, I never met the guy, but every, every agent that we serve, that's a huge agent who was in star power. He used to say this thing, listings have babies. Like for for every listing that you do, right. You should get two other listings. 100%. If you're not doing all the right stuff and following a system and a practice, your clients are gonna know it and they're not gonna send you business. I mean, you're spot on. And by the way... We love listings to lead. It's a great marketing platform. Entering, you know, all the information into listings to leads, and then getting that property into MLS, and then you know, getting all of it out on all the marketing channels, and then getting all the offers, and then compiling the net sheets, and then the only part of all that that matters is you take those net sheets as an agent and you talk to your sellers. That's yeah. the part you do. But all that other stuff, besides the listing appointment doesn't have to be you. I agree. Well put. Interesting. So, I mean, honestly, guys,
0: like literally like look at your business. What are you doing? What should you not be doing? I just went through this on myself. I was so bad at it and I needed the help. Most of you guys need it as well. And it's okay. Expose those vulnerabilities. It's okay to say, fuck, I fucked up. I need to do this now. It's okay. You're human, but make that change because if you don't, Um, it's easily, you can easily get burned out in this business and what's going to be required of you guys in years to come is going to be more services, more tasks, because you're going to have to earn that business. That license isn't worth what it used to be. It's sort of like a college degree nowadays, huh?
1: Well, (laughs) you know, um, the other piece you know, those 50,000 people who are doing 25 transactions or more, that's how you know, that's kind of the baseline. So if you're listening to this and you're doing 25-ish transactions, that's the time to start having this thought like, okay, maybe I need an assistant at this point so I can get all this stuff. And by the way, I'm a real estate broker. I get like a text a week. Somebody's trying to recruit me right? Somebody's trying to recruit me or sell me some software or whatever. And so if you're listening, like not knowing the next step is not a big deal, but knowing, you know, what your day looks like and where you're spending your time, like what you said, it's like, that's absolutely the first step. And then the second is just give us a call and we'll help. Like the worst thing that happens is we've done this 5,000 times. There's patterns that emerge and we know those patterns and we'll help you. And worst case scenario, you'll walk away saying, I know what the work is now so I can go double my business.
0: Sure. What advice would you give to any realtors um, right off the bat? Newer agent and season. Let's do the agent that's just thinking about getting their license right now or under two years in the business. You don't have a big budget. You have a lot of time though. You can't, your leverage is time right now. It's not necessarily buying stuff. So what would be your advice for them versus someone that's up and running?
1: Yeah. So the number three broker in the world, he's a, he's a friend and a client he has been a client for 10 years. From the day I met him 10 years ago, he was fanatical. And I like that word because of the book about prospecting. And like people are scared to pick up the phone and call people. And I don't really, I don't get any of that because that's what we do. We're salespeople, you know? So, you know, my advice is focus on the prospecting, focus on listings, and then focus on, you know, hiring people to help you deliver world-class service because that's what's going to win in the next five years. People who are just badass at what they do and just like love on their clients every step of the way. And you know, I think everything works out, you know, in, in that order, by the way, I wouldn't do it in any other order, you know, like if you don't have listing, your job is to go get listings. Once you have listings, if you don't have an assistant, your job is to go find an assistant. It's simple. Break it down just like that. You should be excited to get an assistant. Like that's money well spent. The Writing the paycheck, you should be like,
0: thank you. My, well, she was my assistant. Megan, say hi to the show. Um <laughs> <laughs> She saved my life. I mean, honestly, I had to give up so many things, but she took over so many things for me. And uh, it's been great. It really is a game changer.
1: Well, I mean, to your point, like when you finally decide to do it, it's like a breath of fresh air, right? Your whole world changes. Yeah. Yeah. I can't tell you, we have uh, this friend of mine, um, she came in like three years ago, Wanda, and I saw her at you know, Lab Coats thing last year, right? So we're talking to Wanda, I'm like, hey Wanda, what's been the return on investment? What's it been like? And she goes like, Daniel, I actually, it's interesting because- I knew I was going to see you and I knew you were going to ask that because we always kind of focus on a three or four X return. Like that's what we want, right? If you spend money with us, we want you to really make a three or four X return. That's the minimum. She's like, it's 327% on my third year with a virtual assistant. And you know, if you're listening right now, that's the path, like get serious about listings and then get serious about leverage.
0: Totally. At the end of these shows, right at that half hour mark. I want to go ahead and give you the floor. Please go ahead and uh, tell everybody how they can reach you. Should they have any other questions? Feel free to go ahead and plug your stuff and uh, we'll get this wrapped.
1: Yeah, I love it. If you're listening and you want to know more, we just finished a book. So if you you know, want to reach out to us, we're myoutdesk.com. You can jump on our website, request a consultation. If you do that, we're going to give you a copy of the book for free because having served 5,000 clients, we know how to hire assistants. We know what real estate agents need support on. And so we'll walk you through that. But now I'm just kind of giving away all of our best stuff to anybody who wants it. So regardless of what you got going on, have a consultation. We focus on double your business. Like that's 100% our focus. Like how can I double my practice? And then, you know, we'll give you all the tricks and the tools and everything you need to win with your assistant.
0: Sounds good. Thank you, dude. Thanks for the insight. I think that was an awesome show. Time management, folks. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. The more time you have, the more money and more opportunities you make. More importantly, the happier your wife may be, which means your life will be. Thank you for listening to another episode of Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. You guys know where to find me, realestatemarketingdude.com. Let me build your brand. Let me build your brand with video and make sure your entire database doesn't forget who you are, what you do. And more importantly, let me nurture those relationships because you know you're not, I'm just using video content to go ahead and do it. And yes, we do do everything for you. So all you gotta do is show up and shoot and we'll take care of the rest. If you're interested in that, you go ahead and visit our website. There's a free training course. There's a ton of content on there. Feel free to go through the blog, go through the podcast. You can visit that at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. Also feel free to go ahead and leave show us some loves. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, subscribe to our new channel and whatnot. And uh, we'll see you guys on the flip on the next episode. Thank you. You very much. That was an awesome show. And uh, we look forward to uh, speaking again soon. All right, Mike. Today's episode may be over, but we have plenty more to keep you busy. To get your complete blueprint for building out a real marketing plan for your real estate business, head over to realestatemarketingdude.com and see if you have what it takes to really become more than just a typical agent. Are you the next real estate marketing dude? Find out here next time on Real Estate Marketing Dude.